Living Hope is a church striving to become a 21st century apostolic church. We are founded upon the belief that the Bible is the inspired, infallible Word of God. We believe in the Great Commission, and we are endeavoring to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, mercy, and truth. Listen in as we share the Word, and that, through Jesus Christ, hope is alive. Blessings, brothers and sisters of the Most High God. If you have your Bibles with you, there are two places in the Scripture I want to direct you to. First, we're going to go to the New Testament book of Romans. Hallelujah. 13th chapter, if you will. We'll start at uh, verse 11. Hallelujah. What, what time is it? Anybody know what time it is? No, that's not, that's not the right time. The next time I ask you what time it is, you'll know. Romans chapter 13, starting at verse 11. The Apostle Paul exhorts the church, and he says, And that knowing the time, that now, everyone say now. Now it is high time what time is it uh, yeah. it is high time to awake out of sleep for right now is our salvation nearer than when we believed the night is far spent the day is at hand let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof what time is it amen one more place in the scriptures the book of first Thessalonians the fourth chapter starting at verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep or those who have passed on, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, 
them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them or hinder them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, or because of this, comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another with these words. And I know we live in a trying time. I know we live in unprecedented times. And there's a lot of struggles everywhere you look. There's anxiety. There's distress. There's fear. There's pain. There's death. And it looks really dark out here. But I have an encouraging word. I have an encouraging word. Hallelujah. Encourage one another with these words. And this is the word. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, here's the encouraging word. It won't be much longer. It won't be much longer. It's closer. It's, it's closer than you think. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Somebody tell me what time is it? What time is it? What time is it? It's high time. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we gather in your presence one more time to receive of your eternal word. Let that word seep into our hearts, O oh Lord, into our spirits. And Father, I pray that not one single person will leave this room the same way they came in. But draw us nearer, closer, change us, challenge us. But God, most of all, save us. In this hour, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. And let the church say, Amen. God bless you. And you may be seated. I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is and is to come, the almighty God. Jesus is coming. I am so thrilled to be here. It's been a long time, as Pastor mentioned, probably 15 or more years. What makes me think that the last time I was here, I must have said something wrong. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm glad to be among the children of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
And so good to be with Pastor, Sister Staten, and Bishop Staten. It's such a surprise. I wasn't expecting you to be here, but I'm so glad to see you. And uh, my nephew, Brother Wilson. I mean, no, not really my nephew. But it's so good to see my friend. And um, Sister Easter wanted to come. She wanted to be here. And, uh, but, you know, situations prevented that. My daughter, Bethany, called me um, and told me that uh, when I get here, she wanted to make sure that I greet the girls. She said, the girls. She said, they are some of the sweetest, nicest girls. The Staten girls are just amazing. And so she wanted to greet you all. Amen. In Jesus' name. My brothers and sisters, when I began to contemplate today's service and the subject, there's so many, many things we could talk about. So many different sermons that can be preached. But then I recognized that I only had one shot, only one service. And I said, Lord, it's got to count. If this was my last opportunity, if this was the last sermon I was able to preach, Lord, what sermon would it be? And then on the other hand, I asked the question, if this was your last opportunity, if this was your last chance to be in a service, how would you respond? And so with the gravity and the weight of the burden of preaching the gospel, I've got to tell you, brothers and sisters, I don't have time to worry about what people think of me. I don't have time or the patience to try to entertain anybody. Those days are over. They are gone. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. It's high time. It's high time. Let me tell you, if you're ever going to preach, now is the time. If you're ever going to be a prayer warrior, now is the time. If you're ever going to be a soul winner, now is the time. Hallelujah. This is no time to play church. This is no time to procrastinate. This is no time to keep waiting and making excuses. If you're here in this sanctuary right now, perhaps watching by social media, let me tell you, except you're born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. If you've not repented of your sins, brother, if you've not repented of your sins, young lady, it's high time. It's time to get in the water. It's time to be baptized in the only name that saves in the name of Jesus Christ. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, now is the time. What time is it? It's high time. It's high time. The clock is ticking and the hour is quickly approaching. The coming of the Lord is upon us and is closer than you think. And I know we've heard sermons on it, and we've sung songs about it, and preachers have written books about the coming of the Lord. But that does not change the fact he's still coming. Whether it's in the morning, we don't know. Whether it's midnight, we don't know. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, in an hour that you think not, 
the Son of Man cometh. We need to have our spiritual antennas tuned up. We need to be on our tippy-tippy toes. It could happen today, brother. It could happen today, sister. Hallelujah. This is not a time to relax. The Bible says, wake up. It's high time. Wake up, church. Jesus is coming. It's time to open your eyes and recognize the signs that are taking place all around us. Unprecedented times we're living in. And we know, we say we know, we're living in the end times. But the Bible declare, Satan knows also. The Bible says the devil knows his time is short. And he is in the earth with a vengeance. And he's doing everything he can to bring division, to bring doubt. Amen? And he's doing a real good job. Because I'm going to tell you something. I have been surprised at the attitude of some believers in these end times so easily distracted so easily disturbed so easily caught up in the affairs of this life the Bible says be not entangled with the things that's going on in this world. We need to keep our eyes on the eastern sky. We need to keep looking. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. I don't care who's going to be president. Jesus is coming. I don't care what's happening in Wall Street. Jesus is coming. What time is it? It's high time. It's high time. Now, Paul said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, knowing the hour that we're living in. We need to know not to be taken advantage of by the enemy. We already know what he's doing. We already know his tactics. So here we are. On the verge of the sounding of the trumpet, we know it's not going to be easier. It's going to get rougher. We know it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. And we know now only those who have made themselves ready, you're not going to get in by the skirt of your, of, of, of your skirt or just barely making it. You're not going to get in holding on to your mama. You're not going to get in on what somebody else is doing. Hallelujah. You've got to make your way ready. You've got to make some changes. You've got to make some sacrifices. If you plan to be with Jesus, it's going to cost you something. Now we know the wiles of the devil. Satan is clever. He's a master at what he's doing. We are no match for him. We can't outdo the devil. He is a supernatural being, and he has studied man for 6,000 years. The devil knows you better than you know yourself. He knows exactly what buttons to push. He knows exactly how to get you where he wants you to be. And we know that. And here we are at the end of the age. 
Satan is working overtime. So we understand we're living in an age of deception. In fact, when they came to Jesus and said, Lord, what is the sign of your coming? And when is the end of the world? We always talk about there'll be rumors and of wars and wars and there'll be kingdom against kingdom and there'll be this and that. But before Jesus began to list those things, the first thing he said, take heed that no man deceive you. First thing out of his mouth was warning us, don't let yourself be fooled. Don't let yourself be taken in. Don't let yourself, hallelujah, be, be brought into a spirit of deception because the liar and the master of lies is manipulating people and manipulating situations and he's trying to get the church. And if we're not careful, we're going to be deceived and so much deception lies lies everywhere who can you believe you're going to believe the news report you're going to believe Hollywood you're going to believe Fox you're going to believe CNN you're going to believe the conservatives you're going to believe the liberals who are you going to believe? Let every man be a liar. But let God's word be true. We need to take our ears off of the things of the world and put our mind and put our ears and put our spirit back to the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. At this time of the election and people are so passionate I've never seen believers so passionate I mean almost consumed with passion over politics I said Lord where is their passion over the gospel what in the world are you doing People fussing and arguing and division and folks saying, I, I don't know, how can you be a Christian and you call yourself a voter for that person? How can you be a Christian and vote for that person? When was the last time who you vote for determined your salvation? Let me tell you something. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. The clock is ticking. The time is running out. There are going to be a lot of people still fussing when the rapture takes place. I told one person, I said, look, you don't want to be at the bus station when your ship comes in. We need to be at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. Don't be distracted. Don't be put off course. Set your eyes on Jesus and keep looking and keep waiting and keep anticipating. Jesus is coming. What time is it? It's high time. The Apostle Paul said it's high time. Church, to wake up. Wake up. 
You mean to tell me we got sleepy people in church? Yay, verily. We got some professional people in church. Professional Christians. Been in church for years. Amen. And not as spiritual as a doorknob. Know all, know all the motions. Know how to move. Know when to say amen at the right place. Body present. Mind out the door. Sleep. Paul said, don't be fools. Walk around circumspectly. What do you mean, Paul? That word circum means circle. Paul said, walk around in a circle, not physically, but mentally, understandably, spiritually. Walk around knowing what's going on around you. Be aware of the hour that we're living in. This is not a time to be distracted by politics, distracted by world events. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. It's time to wake up. Hallelujah. For now, everyone say now, now. is our salvation nearer than we believe. Brother, it's closer than we think. And you know what? The closer we come to the Lord, the darker the world gets. And the darker the world gets, the less attraction it has for me. There's nothing in this world worth missing the rapture over. Nothing. There's no money. There is no woman. There is no man. There is nothing worth miss. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He's my everything. That's why we clap our hands. That's why we shout. That's why we praise. Hallelujah. I've got to make it. I've got to be ready. You only got one. You got one shot for the rapture. Because it's only going to happen one time. It's going to happen once. Ready or not, here he comes. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if all I got is one shot, then I've got to be paying attention. I've got to be on the alert. I've got to be praying. I've got to be reading my word. Somebody say the Bible. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible. You. We need to be Bible Christians. I have been so alarmed. I've been alarmed, Pastor, over the last few years before this virus came. And, and I could see the church moving into a place that wasn't good. We, we had the lights and we had the carpet and we had the air conditioning and we had the music and we had everything just right. All the peripheral things. But we were moving away from the word. Oh, not me, Brother Easter. I know the word, but you didn't have a relationship with the word. And, and it's something about technology. Technology is a blessing, but it can be a curse. Because after a while, I'm noticing more and more people depending on technology rather than the word of God. What do you mean? What I mean is I find more people getting out their automobiles, walking to the house of God, unarmed, empty-handed, no word. I don't need to bring my word, says who? 
Oh, that ain't nothing but the devil. Can you imagine 50, 60 years ago, the devil has a meeting with his little demons. And the devil says, I got a plan. See, those apostolics, they hard to deal with because they are word people. Those apostolics preach the word, live the word, study the word. But the only way I can overcome them is if I can separate them from their word. Those little demons, oh, master, that's impossible. Those Holy Ghost filled Jesus name people love their word. I got a plan. What is it, master? We will simply put the scriptures on the screen. And they will leave their Bibles at home. No way, master. <laughs> Back in the day, people came to church. Some came with two Bibles. They had Bibles in the car. They had Bibles in the, in the living room. They had Bibles in the kitchen. Big Bibles, little Bibles, all types of Bible Bibles. <laughs> Folks had their Bibles written in, colored in. Oh, could you sign my Bible? Could you sign my... Now we don't even have Bibles we can sign anymore. But it's going to be on the screen. How many got your Bibles? People raise up their phone. That ain't a Bible! Is this all right? That phone is not a Bible. That iPad is not a Bible. But Brother Easter, I got my Bible on it. Yes, and a hundred thousand other things. Preacher, announce the scriptures. You get your phone out. Look it up. You got the scriptures. Looking all spiritual. 20 minutes later. You checking your emails. You texting your friend on the other side of the church. You looking at Facebook. Ain't nothing but a distraction. But when you got the word of God in your hand. Woo, glory to God. That word will come alive. That word will start a dealing with you. That word will start a talking to you. There's no substitute. No substitute. For the word of God. We have got to get back to being people of the word. Love your Bible. Study your Bible. Mark your Bible. Have a relationship with your Bible. Don't be caught without your Bible. That's your sword. What soldier going to go to battle unarmed? Your Bible is your weapon. You are armed. And if you got the Holy Ghost, you're dangerous. Armed and extremely dangerous. Glory, hallelujah. We got to be people of the word, folks. We got to be people of the word. Because if you're not people of the word, you're going to become people of emotion. And everything about church is all about emotion, how you feel. Come on, preacher. You ain't preaching until you made me feel something. 
You ain't done no preaching till you've excited me or patted me on my head or told me I'm doing good. Come on, preacher. Make me feel good. We're not here to make you feel good. If anything, we're here to step on your toes, punch you in the eye, knock you down, get you out your comfort zone, and get you ready for the kingdom of God. Woo! Glory, hallelujah. What time is it? It's high time. Wake up. Jesus is coming. And only those that have made themselves ready are going to go. And he's coming, Pastor. I can feel it in the atmosphere. It's in the atmosphere. You can feel it. Something supernatural is taking place. This pandemic never Never have we experienced worldwide, global, all around the world. We weren't expecting it, weren't looking for it. It came. For what purpose? I think it came for two purposes. One, as a judgment on the unbelievers. Because the world has gotten so arrogant and so prideful and so ungodly that they would thumb their nose at God and act like he doesn't exist. They even mess with God's laws and take that which is unholy and try to make it right. You're barking up the wrong tree, honey. You better leave God's stuff alone. So God said, I'm going to shake things up. I'm going to shake it up. I'm breaking down their idols. I'm closing down the stadiums. I'm closing down the bars. I'm closing down the movies. I'm closing down all that stuff that they idolize. God said, I'm going to show the world I am here. And the world, in its arrogance and pride, still hasn't looked to God. They still look into the arm of flesh. We can handle this. We can make our own vaccine. We can get our own way out of this. Who needs God? The world haven't learned yet. But it came for a second reason, I believe. It came as a disciplinary action for the church, a chastisement. Because the church, the curse of the end time church is not persecution, it's prosperity. The church got it too good. We've been spoiled. We have come behind in no gift, and we got big buildings and fancy cars, money in the bank, doing good. Spoiled. As soon as something happens that we don't like, we stick our thumb in our mouth and get mad at God. Spoiled. We got nothing to complain about. We got nothing to question God about. We are just glad to be here. Come hell or high water, rainy days or sunny days. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If the air conditioning don't work, thank you, Jesus. If I got arthritis in my hand, I'll raise up the other hand. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we don't have nothing to complain about. Bunch of spoiled Christians trying to be nice <laughs> but I only got one shot at this I don't have a service tonight here so I got one shot hallelujah the Holy Ghost says high time now 
It's high time to wake up. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And his coming is as real as you are sitting in that chair. And the Bible says it's going to happen in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah. Now some folks, they just so dull, it don't faze them. It don't even bother them. Amen. They're just, they're so wrapped up in carnality. It's just going to go right over their head. But folks wonder, say, why are y'all so excited? Why are you clapping all the time? Why are you spending all this time singing and dancing? And why are you doing all, why is that necessary? Let me tell you why it's necessary. All we're doing is rehearsing. We are getting in shape because somebody said there's going to be shouting on those hills of glory and I got to get ready down here so I can get my shout on over there. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm getting more and more excited. I'm getting more and more excited because I can tell it's getting closer and it's getting closer and it's getting closer. I'm tired of this world. I'm tired of the pain. I'm tired of, of the sickness. I'm tired of the struggles. I'm tired of this nasty flesh. I'm ready to put on a new body. I'm ready to put on a resurrected. No more tired. No more. Oh, my Lord. I can't hardly wait. Come on, Jesus. Hurry up, Jesus. Come get us. What time is it? It's high time. It's high time. No more excuses. No more waiting around. And the Bible says, the Bible says when he come back, he's coming back for those who are alive. You know what that means? He ain't coming back for a dead church. He's coming back for those that are alive. Hallelujah. He's coming back for those that are alive, that got some excitement in them, that's looking and worshiping, worshiping. Hallelujah. He ain't coming back for no dead, sleepy church. Hallelujah. But it's certainly going to happen. It's going to happen, man. It really is. And you know, my heart's desire is that when we get there, all of you be there together. Oh, it's going to be awesome. And, and, and many times, you know, I've been, I've been told that I've been accused. I've been, I've been said they have such an imagination. And I do. I have an imagination. When I, when I read the Bible, I, I picture things. I, I see it like a, like a movie in my mind. That's how I grasp it. And this, this whole thing, I, I visualize it. I see it. And Bible says, you know, in the twinkling of an eye, the trumpet is going to sound. Hallelujah. And I pray, I say, Lord, when that happens, I have one request. Let it be right in the middle of a red hot worship service. <laughs> that would be awesome. I said, mm, let the saints be dancing. Let the music be playing. Let the atmosphere be charged when that trumpet sounds. I want to say holly over here and hallelujah over there. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> Sit down for a minute. Sit down for a minute. I want to take you somewhere just for a minute before I close. 
I want to I take you there with me. I want you to, I want you to see it with me because it's going to happen. And it could happen today. All the major prophecies have been fulfilled. And other signs are getting in place. It could happen today. And what if it did? What would that be like? That woke you up, didn't it? That was a trumpet, okay? Whoa. What? What is this? I find myself floating in space. Stars all around. What's going on? I was just preaching. What is this? And as far as you can see, saints from all the ages dressed in white shimmering clothes. Wow. And you look down and there's the earth. This, is this real? Is this real? Oh God, please don't let me be dreaming. Is this really real? Oh man. And the whole crowd is looking around. And then somebody looks up and says, Look! Look at that star. It's a golden star. And we all look up. And it's so massive and beautiful. And we like, that's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm not dreaming. Is this a flashback for some of them drugs I used to take? No, 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 no. It can't be. It can't be. It can't be. Oh, God. No, Lord. No, Lord. All of a sudden. The whole mass began to move up closer to that brilliant star. Planets are going by. Galaxies are going by. We're looking around. Oh, oh, it's getting closer. And then as we get closer, somebody says, look, that's not a star. I see buildings. It's a city. It's a city. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hallelujah. And then, and then we all land on the celestial shores. And we look around and we go, streets, streets of gold. Is this, this, this is the streets of gold? It's not really gold. I mean, it's, it's, I've never seen anything. John could only use the words he could use. Because eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. We can't even imagine what God has prepared for us. This, this is incredible. And a brilliant pearl gate and angels hovering in the atmosphere. Look at this. This is amazing. Man, I'm so glad I came to church that Sunday. I'm so glad I got baptized in Jesus. I'm so glad I didn't argue with my pastor. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> I made it. And the funny thing, pastor, throngs of people standing before that great pearl gate. And you know what's so weird? 
that you know everybody's name. It's like you don't even have to be introduced. You just know everybody. That's <laughs> weird. And all these people, Bible people. Oh, look. That's Timothy. Oh, my goodness. And there's Matthew. Apostle Paul. That's the Apostle Paul. I always wondered what it looked like. That is the Apostle Paul. Oh, man. Grandma. Grandma. And my sister. Oh, this is beautiful. Uncle Dave. Wait, wait a minute. How did he get here? And you talk about a reunion. Oh, we're going to be hugging and crying and rejoicing. And oh my goodness, it's going to be like, this is so awesome. But the best hasn't happened yet. All of a sudden, that pearl gate slowly opens. And angels hovering in the air come down. And two angels stand by and said, all ye beloved of the Lord, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, enter in the joy of the Lord. And when those saints go marching in, oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, Lord, I want to be in that number. Oh, when the saints go marching in. All right, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> we all walk into that beautiful city. Look at those walls, the 12 foundations, rubies and jasper and onyx and gold. This is so beautiful. And then we're all escorted to this beautiful banquet hall. This is amazing. We walk in, and as far as you can see, tables are set with nameplates in alphabetical order. I go to the E section. <laughs> Easter, Easter, Michael Easter. I find my spot. Oh, this is so awesome. And then angels begin to walk through the crowd with crowns. They're walking through and they're passing out these beautiful crowns. And they hand you your crown. There you go. And they hand you your crown. And you get your crown. There you go. And you get your crown. And we all get our crowns. And we're just amazed how beautiful they are. We hold them up and they're glistening. And the diamonds are shining and this is incredible. Look how beautiful this is. And the angel says, every jewel in your crown represents a soul you help win to the kingdom. And you're standing there, and you look at your crown covered with jewels, and you're trying to count them. There's too many. And you stop and think, I think I got the wrong crown. I don't remember bringing these many people to church. I, oh, Lord, I didn't, I didn't win these many souls. And the angel come by and said, oh, oh, oh. Every time 
you spoke in tongues, the spirit was helping your weakness and you were praying for things you didn't even know nothing about. You were praying for situations you had no idea. When you start talking in tongues, a lady got saved, a man got delivered, somebody got healed. Hallelujah. That's why you ought to talk in tongues every day. That's why you ought to talk in tongues every day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Things happen when you talk in tongues. The Holy Ghost is moving when you talk in tongues. Glory to God. Be seated. I'm almost finished. Hallelujah. And then, Pastor, we're looking at our crowns and tears streaming down our faces. And all we could think is, I don't deserve to be here. If it was up to me, I wouldn't have made it. But only by the grace of God. I don't deserve this crown. I don't deserve none of this. And this 10-foot tall angel appears. And he walks up on a platform. And he stands in front of these double doors of cedar wood golden handles and there's a scene between the doors and behind it pitch blackness and the angel stands in front of that door and he looks over that massive crowd with all the crowns held in their hands and the angel says who among you are worthy to wear that crown we all stand shaking and shivering not me, not me. And the angel says, there's only one that's worthy. And he turns and looks at those double doors and suddenly a shaft of blue light <laughs> penetrates the seam of the door. And the angel says, introducing. And the door slowly begin to open. He who is. He who was. The almighty. The ancient of days. The beginning and the ending. The chief cornerstone. The day spring. The everlasting to everlasting. The lion of the tribe. Judah, the bright and morning star, hallelujah, the holy one of Israel, the judge of the universe, the Lord of lords, the tree of life, the rose of Sharon, the lily, Jesus. I wonder how you're going to act when you see him. I wonder how you're going to act when you see him. When you lay eyes on Jesus for the first time, how are you going to act? Come on, this ain't nothing but a rehearsal. When you see the scars in his hand, when you look into his eyes for the first time, what are you going to do? <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Musicians, musicians, would you come? Praise you, Lord. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And only, only those that have made themselves ready are going to see that day. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace on those streets of glory let me lift my voice cares all past <laughs> home at last Forever to rejoice. I'm gonna take a trip on that good old gospel ship. Anybody going with me? I'm gonna be sailing far beyond the sky and sister when I get there I ain't gonna cross my arms look around at what other people are doing I'm gonna shout I said I'm gonna shout Woo! and I'm gonna sing until the heavens ring when I'm bidding this world goodbye Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without really knowing the exact path it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. So be sure to subscribe and watch us on Facebook Live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. I'm gonna wait on you.